Welcome everybody to The Outside Edge, a podcast from extreme athletes for extreme athletes and everything else in between. I'm your host, Dave Briscoe. And we are going to continue on this episode of part two of the interview with a legendary Scotty Clack. Scott took us through his whole childhood of skiing, into show skiing, learning helicopters, front flips, gainers, and even into the 720. But what made him the legend of the sport that we know is when he transferred into Mobius's and started becoming a legend on the pro tour and a household name. Enjoy. Now I'm going to circle back to the SeaWorld connection again. Um, was it Waterski Magazine or Spray? I don't remember what it was, but it might have been Waterski. This guy named Harold Cole. Harold Cole. That was my. I was going to bring him up next. Man, yeah. he did this thing, uh, and there was a. They, they did a. Um, showed a picture of him doing this trick called a Mobius, and they showed him on these little tiny skis, double wrapped, and there's a sequence shot. And it's in the magazines. Like, you're going to find that archive stuff. It's in there. And there was a sequence shot of him doing it. He was double wrapped. No, what he did was he no, he, was, he, he was he wrapped it around he around it yeah around the front instead of the back. Oh, he hit it backwards wrap. Yeah, like a okay, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. So the, so they I, didn't have to I, pass the handle at the end of the mob. He actually yeah exactly. And that makes sense. Right. I know why he did it because yeah. that way he didn't have to handle pass. Right, right. So I looked at that and I said, man, that is the weirdest thing I've ever seen in my life. And he was the, the only world. one doing it at the time, right? He, he was the first, yeah. He was the first. And, yeah. And did he name it the Mobius? I, I don't know. I wasn't I sure. I, we I talked about that on one of the episodes because I thought Mike Tolzman uh, had had named it. No, it was it was, uh, well, it was Mobius Well, the Mobius was before. a trick in, free, in freestyle snow skiing already. Oh, it was. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you yeah. go. So it already was named. And it just... What it was is the Snowski dudes just translated that. He says, you're doing a Mob. I'm like, or they, you're doing a Mobius. And I'm like, what the heck is a Mobius? Right. Because right. that's, it's, well, here's what it is. Okay. So that's how it, we, we didn't invent the name, but it, it just transcended. But so I watched that trick and I just, I, I couldn't wrap my head around coming to the ramp with your hands crossed in front of you like that. It right. just didn't make sense to me. I just couldn't. I couldn't grasp it. Um, it was just totally uncomfortable. Sure. You remember, we used to have this big pool um, over in the islands, that huge deep pool where we did the Aquacade shows. Yep, yep. I ran over to the pool and took um, took a weight belt cause we, and, with me and a rope. And I jumped in the pool and I, I practiced doing that, doing the mob, wrapping just a regular wrap. I tried to do it the way Harold did it. And I just got tangled up and just I couldn't figure I couldn't like just underwater just, doing it or underwater underwater yeah. okay yeah, so you have the resistance could, yeah yeah well you could the reason I went underwater is because I could slow it down right I could do it real slow and see and figure out where I was and that way I could it, mentally if I can get it mentally in my head and figure out what I need to do in my head then I can translate that sure you know I so I had to slow the trick down and to do that, I just did it underwater and the pool because it was, and then we had mirrors underneath windows underneath and people could, you could watch me do it. Um, and I can have somebody watch me. It's me. And I don't remember who, who was doing it, but I, I just practiced it underwater a few times. I said, I think I could do this. What a great idea. Did you so, have to weight belt at all to do it? Yeah. I put a little weight belt on just yep. to add a couple of pounds to me just to get me underwater. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Um, it was a, it worked out really good for me because now I'm like okay I could visualize the trick 
and I figured out, okay, this makes sense. So I, I think I can't remember who was pulling me. It might have been Russell Daly or Donnie, one of those two guys. I was so I was playing Corky the Clown in the four o'clock show, <laughs> and and I said, and typically you go in your last trip, you know, you do you do a bailout, long right? dive, yeah, pair of skis, right, long dive or whatnot. I said, hey, hang on. I'm going to keep my tricks on. So I was doing, you know, I had to do the trick routine, right? I said, just drive by the ramp. Just go about 25 on a pair of tricks. He mind you now. That's scary in and of itself. Sure. So did you have high wrap bindings on it or just toe loops? Oh, no, no. They were, they were, they were just whatever the show had. I don't know. I used to jam your feet in there. Just adjustable Um, shitty bindings. Oh, God. Yeah. (laughs) That's the thing I had to get used to from three event skiing to show skiing is you just get whatever's laying yeah. on the dock yeah. you've got to get in. It. Broken skis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No fins. So um so I just said, Hey, just just drive. Just drive straight and uh and a little narrow. Give me a narrow, straight path. Yeah. He goes, What the hell are you gonna do? I said, Just just drive. Don't worry about it. <laughs> um so I wrapped and cut to the ramp and I threw the mob. And I landed on my skis. No way. Very first one through the handle. With the clown outfit on. <laughs> Full dude, quirky. I had no idea where I was. I had no clue. It happened so fast. I came around and hit the water. And on trick skis, you, can't, you just bounce, right? Sure. You just bounced and popped up. And I think a ski even hit my ankle, those damn things. Right. Um, but I just said, oh, my gosh. It can be done. Yeah. It can be done. I can do this trick, and so that's that's how I started. Then I took it to uh, to seventies and um, and kept and tried it. So I did you keep going on tricks times. until you made it on tricks, or did you just one no, no, time? No, no, on- no. And, and Joey remembers these EP aerials. Oh yeah, uh, they were the savior for me. But they, there were very few of them around. I had two pair of EP aerials that were laying around. The problem with those things is they were they break on you, right? Um, but they were super stable. At least they were a lot more stable than trick skis were. So I learned how to do the mob on the EP aerials. And then once I got comfortable, relatively comfortable with them, I said, okay, I'm going to try them on seventies. And, um, I think the first time I did them on seventies, I hit my heels on the, on the rope and stalled and smacked it. Oh, but I kept, yeah, but I kept working it. And on re- not on release either. Was it on trick uh, release? No, oh no, no. Okay. no. Yeah, I was going to say I don't think we had releases back then. And there's, oh you know, that's a bunch of crap. Yeah. Oh my god! Wow. Yeah. That's so. You were the really the first one then to wrap a traditional helicopter wrap for a Mobius. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. You, yeah, Scott, from what it, I remember, Scotty was the second person to do it. Harold was first, and Scotty was second. And yeah, no Harold for, he absolutely was the first one to do it. And, I, I just changed the way to do it and, and just wrap differently. And I'm glad you did that, Scotty, because I skied with Harold and I tried it his way and I got wasted. And then I saw you do it the <laughs> other way. It's like, so it can be done that way. And that's when I started making my moves. Wow. Awesome. That is <clears> that, wow, one, that is crazy how that happened. And your air sense. So your air sense was always unbelievable. And I always wondered if you had any diving or what, what was your acrobatic upside down. I mean, other than a trick ski that happens so fast, but actually having time to know where you are in the air, where did that come from? Was it just natural or did you, was it diving? How'd you get that? I think a little bit is, I, well, I think a lot is natural, but, um, but I was on the, I was, uh, I I took gymnastics in high school. 
Um, we, we were blessed to have a, a guys gymnastics squad. We didn't compete. We just kind of did stuff. So parallel bars, high bar, floor routine, that kind of stuff we did. Um, so you got a lot of air sense the, out of I that. I was on the swim and dive team too. Okay. So, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I remember you doing long dives and you would do about a 120 foot branny out of a, <laughs> yeah, they were awesome. Oh Jesus. I remember trying one once and ate shit. And <laughs> my well, you God. don't want to overturn it. Oh yeah. You just, your eyes were locked the whole time. And you know, I, I remember when I showed up at Cypress Gardens, you know, it, like it, the way you differentiated Cypress Gardens from SeaWorld on house gardens was really kind of more of a, uh, you know, competitive, uh, what did we call it, Joey? It was, uh, the interim show. It was an exhibition. Exhibition. It was yeah. more of an exhibition show. Where or more like a garden show. More of a production. Yeah. But. Oh, but, yeah, yeah, without a doubt. But because I think what you went through to learn what you had to do, when I showed up, I, you know, I didn't belong there at first and I needed all the help I could get. And you kind of tucked me under your wing. And if it wasn't for you helping me with all the, abusive crashes that I went through and helped me got to get through that. You know, I never would have made it, but, uh, and, uh, you know, I, I appreciate you for that. I remember you pulling, I remember when I was trying helis, you'd be pulling five feet of slack out of the air because I was yanking <laughs> on the damn rope so hard. <laughs> Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I, I had to be one of the yeah. hardest ones ever to, to coach, but uh, once I got it, I was fine. <laughs> so but, Scotty, did you spend much time on a trampoline? As we, uh, we had a tramp at SeaWorld, which was awesome for us. I had a tramp with the, full belt and everything i did and at home i had a trampoline at the house when i was growing up as a kid too yeah. um the tramp really and, really helped me for my air sense yeah me, me too I, I agree with that i didn't have a belt though um we just i would tie it off to a tree or something like that or the edge or something just to play around with stuff but um but yeah that's that was and i grew up on I would. I need trick ski, and I would. I, I'd actually put a trick ski on the, on the uh, on the trampoline and practice that yep. way, just I, bouncing up and down. I, I did the same thing. Would so you, let's move into yep. that awesome story on how we got there. Now I want to get into hot summer nights because when when the pro tour started, what a time yeah. to be in water skiing. I mean, though that is looking back now, we didn't know it, but that was the golden days. I mean, ESPN was on Tuesday nights, hot summer nights. You know, the Coors Light water ski tour, prime time. Yeah. Uh, so what, what, I mean, you went from a kid in Lake Wales to a little bit of competition to a household name in water skiing. So, so, so what was that like? Well, yeah, let me back you up a little bit. I'll tell you how the tour started. Joey can appreciate this. This mm -hmm. is, I mean. Yeah, I was there for the tour at first stop at uh, McCormick's. The very first yeah. one we did. Yep. It, was, it was called the USA Water Ski Tour. Yep. It wasn't the, yeah, so. Here's how it happened. This is, this is, um, so Cypress Gardens was sponsored by Mastercraft Boat Company. Rob Shirley used, used the gardens as a test bed for all these new products, you know, that they were coming out with the power slot and the, the new EFI engines and all that stuff. Uh, and Rob Shirley was just, you know, he was a maverick and a pioneer. And he, um, he, he said, listen, Hey, I'm, he, he was at the gardens one day and he says, listen, we're going to do a tournament down in Jamaica, um, in Ocho Rios. And I would like for you to come down, um, if you're interested and do the corky routine and be the forerunner for the men's jumping event. And I'm like, you, you, what are you kidding me? I mean, 
to go to Jamaica, I'm sign me up. I'm in. (laughs) So, so I mean, every big name in, in, uh, in three event was there. They did men's and women's, um, slalom tricks and jumping. And then, so you had, I mean, you had Carl and Shay Lander and you had, um, Franz Oberleitner and Sammy and Bob and Chris and Camille. I mean, everybody, I mean, everybody who was everybody, he brought them, everyone down there paid for the event. They paid prize money for it and put on this event in Ocho Rios right there in the bay. I think there's a Hilton there, if I remember correctly, Um, right there in the bay. Uh, um, And it was. And saltwater had to be tough. I mean, so you skied. I know you said you skied in Miami. So you you knew that because salt to fresh water, whole different attack plan. Yep. Well, and Joey knows that. I mean, you. Yeah, I grew up skiing in saltwater. Yeah, saltwater is a lot softer. You ride higher. Different feel completely. Um, Rust always screws you know, so, out on your skis. Yep. Yeah. So, so I did the event down there. I did the, the the crowds were unbelievable. I mean, it was crazy how many people were there. It was a blast. How big a crowd do you think? How, like, how big a crowd do you think you had? I think everyone from Jamaica showed up there. It was <laughs> crazy. I bet there were there were easily eight to ten thousand people wow. that wrapped completely it was a festival almost it was unreal i mean how many i would from there would be 200 people deep coming out into the water up to their up to their um up to their shoulders in the water wow um kind of like the masters back in the day right when people were always out there in the water um but i I was skiing by like scared to death i was going to hit somebody in the cork with a trick ski hit take their head off or something (laughs) um Crazy event afterwards. I remember Franzi ripping off a tiki hut. Uh, they had a hat party, like your crazy hat party. So you'd go to your room and get this crazy, design a crazy hat. Right. Franz Oberleitner was, Franzi, he was just like a, I mean, that dude was cut up, you know, just. He was a rock. Pure, oh, I mean, a rock. Yeah. He pulled a tiki, listen to me, <laughs> a tiki hut. And I like, was on the beach. He took the tiki hut. Literally, that pole, a big, huge, I'm talking about a pole, what, four and a half, six, five inches around, ripped it out of the ground and took the, and put that thing on his head. <laughs> what? <laughs> came, yes. I'm not kidding you. And, and that was his hat. Jesus. There's a little alcohol involved, maybe. But yeah. I'm telling you. It was, anyway, it was wow. unreal. Uh, so anyway, I'm sitting there on the shoreline, just kind of, Sun is setting. I'm sitting there on the shoreline looking at the water, just still blown away by the whole event. And Rob Shirley comes up, sits down beside me, thanked me. For, he said, man, I think it was a great event. Thanks for coming down. It was awesome. He goes, listen, I'm thinking about putting together a pro water ski tour. We'll do several events. Um, but I think freestyle would be a really cool thing to do. The crowds really like freestyle jumping stuff. Why don't you and your buddies put some rules together and then, you know, we'll, we'll put it on tour and make it a sport. No kidding. That is how it happened. So, so, so the pro tour, there there was no three event pro tour yet either. So freestyle made the very first pro tour. Yeah. 1983 on McCormick's Lake. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. No kidding. What he did was what he did, what Rob did was take these iconic locations like Marine world that already had established events and then tried to roll them in and made a tour out of them. Right. You know, which was wow, really, I mean, crazy. but Joe, remember the first tour stops, 
you, you were paid. Listen, you got paid to be there. Your hotel and airfare was paid for before you ever left. Yeah. Rob had already paid for everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's he's a awesome. great guy. And then well, uh, he yeah. actually ended up bailing the tour out after uh, he sold it. Um, yeah. That's what got me hooked. So that when, when in 1980, I graduated high school in 85. 84 yeah. is when I was skiing with my buddies and we used to watch Hot Summer Nights. You know, and that was the hook that said, oh, my God, this, this is what I want to do. Like, I, I, yeah. these guys live in Florida. I got to move to Florida. <laughs> and, and, I'll, and I'll never forget that. I mean, when I walked down on the dock... Uh, to see Lynn, because I had met Lynn at, at a ski show uh, event up in New Hampshire, and he kind of picked me up. He, he was scouting a little bit, and, you know, I didn't have the talent, but I had the ambition. And he goes, we need kids like you, and, and I come down, and the first person I met on the dock was you, and you turned around, and you're like, hey, my name's Scott. And I'm like, holy shit, yeah, this is the guy I've been watching on TV. And uh, But it, those days, I mean, what it did for the sport, it, it's, it's oh, unbelievable yeah. how the sport went from uh, uh, maybe – 20,000 people knowing about it to the globe. And I mean, how did that, how did that change your life from skiing at the gardens every day and then packing up and doing pro tours and the TV and the sponsors and talk about, cause we have a lot of people that listen to this podcast that are aspiring to move up in the sport. And they love hearing these stories of, of how you did it and what happened and what the changes were. Well, without the tour, um, and, and without what Rob and all the sponsors and everybody that supported that going back to NMAR and everybody who put, you know, and really stood behind that and made it happen was, I mean, you got Coors Light and Coors Light was huge too. Cause Lynn Gebbing was a, was a marketing director at the time. And then and you come on with the guys from Yamaha who stepped in and uh, it, it, it was, it was amazing what, and Ford was, heck Ford came in in that time too, but it was amazing what, to your point, you know, all of a sudden it took off um, and you're walking, heck, you're walking in the airport and somebody recognized you. It was really kind of a weird feeling you I, know, I, to go from people kind of looking at you. And it, it was really odd. I can imagine what, um, you know, what other sports figures feel like, you know, doing that. But, you know, it was really it was weird getting used to it. But it afforded me. I bought my first house at 21 years old, Wow, um, which was unbelievable what it what it did for me um but i have if it wasn't for sammy duvall um his dad sam back in the day who was a, just an unbelievable person but sammy and camille um ricky mccormick was the guy who really who really helped me well i trained with ricky and lucky when i was a kid and um they didn't mess around they, they didn't you know this is how it's going to be ricky was awesome and just helping me just get through it. So all these iconic figures today in the, in the sport were the ones that helped me along the way, but, um, it, it's changed my life. I mean, it, it absolutely changed my life. And put, I wanted to be an architect. I, told, I was just going to go to school and <laughs> figure out how to build houses. And then I thought, good, wow, I can't sit behind a desk all day. That'd drive me nuts. That, <laughs> that is um, funny because I was going to be an architect too. And I grew up building as well. <laughs> Maybe Isn't we just like weird? abuse. It's funny. <laughs> I don't know. That's crazy. I, hey, anyway, anyway, just, it, you know, that the sport is, uh, I, I've been in the sport or I've been in this industry all my life and it has given me, um, more blessings and I've traveled the world. I've seen more things that I could ever imagine, um, on somebody else's nickel, which was unbelievable. Now I got to pay for it myself. So yeah. it's, it's different. <laughs> it's but it was, 
Wow. I mean, Joe, you've done, you've traveled all over the world. I've been to Japan. I've been throughout Europe and the Middle East. And, yep. I, um, yeah, I was going to say, I, I, I haven't been to Japan, but uh, I went to Kuwait and skied for the Emir of Kuwait. Uh, Kevin Gunther was on that trip with us. Um, yeah, it was it, it changed my life. And, that, and that's funny that you say, uh, uh, you know, you go from just a show skier and nobody knows to being recognized. Um, I remember uh, I was uh, skiing in Ohio after I'd retired and I went to ski a three event tournament in uh, Indiana and uh, checked in at the dock. And as I'm walking away, the announcer goes, ladies and gentlemen, Joey Allo has just checked in. So he will be skiing today. And my girlfriend at the time looked at me and goes, who the hell are you? <laughs> so, I mean, you know, the, the, pe- the people in the Midwest, you know, they, they, we were, we were there. Uh, they're, they're heroes. It was, yeah. it did. I got to agree with Sky. It yeah. changed my life. Hey, Scotty, really quick. Uh, 1986, I think was the first year uh, they moved the tournament uh, from Marine World to the uh, Vallejo area. You yeah, yeah. broke the Mobius record, 104 feet, and you and I both went 104 in our 720s. As far as I know, that record still stands, doesn't it, for two ski 720? You know because that was right when the one ski stuff was coming in and nobody skied on. Well, on I think we, we did that. look this up one time on one of the past podcasts and 104 did still stand. So if you so, guys both had 104, so we still hold the record guys, since 1986. Well, look at that. Awesome. Look at that. Where's and, the and applause I, button, I, Mike? Wake up, Mike. There it is. I'm here. <laughs> and, and, and I and I got to tell you, Scotty single wrapped his sevens and did a handle pass i double wrap mine and i remember that trick explicitly i was so late i thought i was going to hit the side curtain and it, it was all i did was make the trick I, you yeah know, it was it was just so i imagine wild. double wrapped on a seven you'd have to come in a little bit heel heavy because the double wrap's going to pull you forward no you wouldn't no matter of fact you want you want to no. be on your toes uh, if you were heel heavy you're going to go upside down really yeah. wow because i remember when schmick that, was yeah, trying tens and I was riding pin for Schmick trying tens at SeaWorld. And he did, because he was triple wrapped. And if he would get pulled out the front at the end of that third rotation every time. And he had to start coming in a little bit, you know, flat footed. Mm-hmm. So that the, you know, just like how you counter throw a front flip or a double front. And Oh, a double front. Let's talk about that. You were trying double fronts too. And oh, the, you must have oh, taken God. some hits yeah. on that damn thing. I still hurt from those. <laughs> God. God. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Um, I, you know what? Here's the thing. It, this goes back to your crazy stories of, you know, rookie at the gardens thing, right? So you try a new trick, right? So I'm, I, I tried to double front off the kicker. Kevin Gunther was pinning me. And it was steeper, and, right? Um, kicker was a little bit steeper. Sure, probably a yeah, kicker was a perfect ramp for it because yeah. you, you're not you don't get opened up because you could go up and then down that's the difficulty of the doubles because you start egging out you start you, you it's hard to stay tucked with all that weight sure all the skis right and then you're carrying a ton of speed so you just start opening up and it makes it real hard right um i made a double and stuck the landing off the kicker ramp i, I tried it on the kicker ramp um, and the, and the, obviously on the ramp of the show, but the kicker made more sense to me for doing double fronts because it, it, it launch you up. So you can go up rather than get so stretched out. Like I was telling, what I was saying was, you know, you can't, it's really hard to stay tucked with all that weight of those skis. So you're carrying a lot of speed coming into the bottom of the ramp. You're trying to throw the double and trying to stay tucked and you just start opening up. Sure. 
So typically you're going to land backwards on the on your skis and then you get your ankles just slammed Ugh. because your skis slap down. So I had, I went through a lot of ankle injuries just doing that trick. But in typical gardens fashion, um, you got. So I was actually I actually had Kevin Gunther riding in the boat and he was I actually was on the pin um, trying doubles because in case I was going to go through it, yeah. I didn't want to stick my hand and arms through the handle. Um, so I'm doing the double, I land it and I stick it. I'm talking about like pop your eyes wide open, like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I just did that. And I'm and I'm riding away and Gunther pins me. Oh. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, there's no way in the hell you're riding this. Oh, way. he did it on part with an asshole. <laughs> yeah, because he, he figures you're gonna do it again. Yeah. And I hell, I never made another one. Oh, oh man. No. <laughs> Oh, man. Hey, so a little acc accolade for Scotty, that tournament I was talking about in 1986, he went 104 feet on a mope. Oh, my and, God. And in that tournament, they used to give um, out the most spectacular jump uh, award. And did they pay you for that, Scotty? For that award? I don't know if they did or not. Anyway. I don't that, remember. Maybe that, in beer. Yeah. <laughs> that, that award usually went to the biggest crash. Scotty is the only one I know. That got it for skiing for away the from best something, trick. and he's I, he's the only one I know that ever got it for freestyle. No kidding. Yeah. Oh, that's and it awesome. was that was an incredible jump. I remember watching it. It's, it Scotty's mobs were they were incredible. Hey, listen, I want to personally thank you both for not wakeboarding <laughs> because uh, I wouldn't have been able to travel the world if you guys wakeboarded. So appreciate that. That's a very big deal to me. <laughs> so so Scotty. If you were here, it's Cinco de Mayo today, and uh, we all just did a shot of tequila. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> okay. So I'll join you this evening. Yeah, I, I, I bet that brings back some memories, huh? <laughs> That's awesome. Well, that was the that was the evening training. Uh, you know, that was that was a whole other tour in of itself. <laughs> so I would love to get you on an episode once that we talk about. So we do this thing called a bonus episode. And every week we release two regular episodes. And the people, this, is, this has been an amazing episode so far because we have so many historical stories. But in the bonus episodes, we talk about some of the crazy shit that happened behind the scenes. And I, I know you've got at least 20 stories uh, of like when, when some of the young guys came in and you were still there or when some of the older guys abused you. So is there a chance in the future we could get you on for a bonus episode, maybe over a cocktail and let loose on a couple stories? Absolutely. Oh, there you yeah. go. There we go. Well, that, we'll do that one down yeah. in Winter Haven. We, yeah, we, yeah, we need to do that with me and Sky together. We can compare SeaWorld and Cypress oh, yeah. Garden stories of oh, how we used to abuse people. Unbelievable. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Love it. That'd be fun. So that's awesome. Okay, so Scott, I know you got things to do, and I really appreciate your time coming on today. So awesome to have you on. One of the guys that made me want to get into the sport and helped me, tucked me under their wing and got me there. So I can't thank you enough. Oh, it's been my pleasure. It's been uh, fun reminiscing. And Joey, man, it's awesome catching up with oh, you too, my same man. Same here, Scotty. Hey, I hear you're back in Florida. Uh, we need to get together sometime. Yeah, what, why don't you plug what you're doing now, Scott? I'm kind of in Joey's old stomp. I'm over in the Cocoa Beach area. I'm, I'm actually uh, joined the Roswell group. So uh, real excited to be back in Florida. Um, still in the industry. Had a wonderful 12 years with, uh, with Enmar and... Uh, Really wanted to get back to back to Florida and, and Robert and, and I uh, 
uh, got together and um so yeah that's awesome um, and yeah, roswell was my sponsor while, while i was wakeboarding so here's where i'm going to hit you guys up for a sponsor spot on this show just so you know it's, it's coming at you <laughs> well, I, I, of course i knew that was <laughs> so thanks for your time on behalf of mike lee joey allo thank you everybody for listening really appreciate you and we'll catch you next time on the outside edge <laughs>